Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in April and May, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Monte Cristo, Especialis No. 2, San Cristobal de la Habana, El Principe, Cohiba, Siglo 5, H. Upman, Half Corona, and Hoyo de Monterey, Double Corona. And for New Worlds, we've got E.P. Carillo, Allegiance, in Sidekick, Davidoff, Late Hour, in Robusto, Aging Room Quattro, Nicaragua Sonata, in Maestro, Dunbarton, Tobacco and Trust, Sin Compromiso, Selección No. 4, and the Davidoff, Winston Churchill, in Bellicoso, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica 5 Cigar Company. It's a handcrafted and artisan story built with a strong foundation by two legends, Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame, and Cuban master blender Hamlet Paredes. The entire line is crafted by Rob and Hamlet and refined with feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can jump on the FOH forum right now and post reviews and comments that go straight to the powers that be. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners. Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off Puro Desnudo Ninfas N7, five packs and 50 count bundles using promo code FAB5, that's F-A-B-5, right now at Fabrica005.com. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over 125 bucks US. This offer only lasts one more week. Again, use code FAB5 for 10% off Ninfa's five packs and 50 count bundles for the next week at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order Fabrica5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards, and our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some cognac, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 115th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We continue our journey into Cuban pyramids, we do a deep dive on Cohiba's line, and we explore a super premium cognac, all among a variety of other things for the next two hours. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Camus Borderies XO Cognac with the Cohiba Pyramides Extra. A beautiful pyramid from Cuba tonight on the pod. It's called the Cohiba Pyramides Extra. It's a 54 ring gauge cigar by six and a quarter inches long. And boys, this is going to be very, very good, I think. I'll tell you, it's a beautiful cigar. I'm very excited. So who's, who in the room has had this cigar? <laughs> no. I, have, I have not. <laughs> no one? This is Puba. I have it all the time. Except for you, Giz. Giz. Giz? No, I saved that for the right moment. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> No, th- these are really, really great. I'm excited to do these tonight. I never, you know, when we did the Battle of the Pyramids last year, we did kind of the traditional sized pyramids, which are a little smaller. They're actually 52 ring gauge by six and an eighth inch. So they're two, uh, t- two uh, sizes smaller in the ring gauge, and they're an eighth inch shorter. Uh, we did the Battle of the Pyramids. I didn't think that we were actually going to do this, but the opportunity came up when we were in Cohiba earlier this year to get our hands on some of these from Legito. And uh, and here we are tonight. So I'm glad that we're adding this to our uh, 
list of pyramids tonight. Um, is anyone getting anything on the wrapper, on the nose at all? Nothing, it right? It smells very good. It's nice, but very mild. Very like, mild, yeah. Very mild. Invisible seams. Yeah, uh, beautiful wrapper. Yeah. Invisible seams virtually. Uh, Not much on the nose here right now. Well, let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw. Hopefully, get a little bit more there. It's not heavy. No, it's no. a very yeah. It's not densely no, packed. No, it's not. Mm, the draw is no. wide open. No, no, no. It's not. Un mm. Unlike um, some of the cigars we've reviewed in, in a similar ring gauge. I'm I sorry. love the cold draw on these, man. It's dried fruit and ban I'm getting a lot of banana on this thing. Dried fruit, banana heavy for me. I get a little nuttiness. Mm. Mm. Wow. Very nice. I have to say the construction is impeccable. Flawless. And the foot draw is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the wrapper. Like I saw, actually, I, I looked around the room and I saw everybody just kind of staring at the cigar because <laughs> it's got, it's got a little bit of that. Um, and we're in a dark room. It's got a little bit of a sheen to it, which is always a good sign. And the, the seams uh, and the construction overall of this of this particular cigar that we're smoking is real it's just it's looks pretty flawless rooster's ready to light up let's As do am it. I. Let's, let's do go. it boys let's light yeah, this let's thing light the cohiba pyramides extra again it's a 54 ring gauge pyramid by six and a quarter inches long a beautiful unique size to cohiba out of Co uh, cuba would you say that the wrapper is delicate or thick on this guy Oh, it's I think it's just right. Yeah. yeah. It's thick. I've never had it's problems with these wrappers, but um I, I wouldn't say that they're delicate in yeah. my experience. It's not okay. thick, it's not delicate. I think it's just right, actually. You need the right lighter to write to light a cigar like this. Like a new like a torch. I think a match yeah, or a is single flame inside anytime. Or a single flame. Yeah, or a single flame, yeah. I've been waiting for this cigar all day, boys. Delicious on the light. One word. Wow. Yeah. It's dessert. Yep. It's great dessert. This is a treat. Super sweet, creamy. I love this on the light. A little saltiness too. Just yeah. a touch. The right amount. Nuttiness. Dude, I'm really excited to be smoking this right now. It's a beautiful cigar. We're very, very lucky. Previewing beautifully right now. It's a special smoke. Yeah, yeah. If this can hold, if this can continue, um, what do these retail? For? So that's the problem, Bam. And the <laughs> question the I was the question I was hoping you were not going to answer <laughs> or ask. You mean these cigars uh, come in a couple different formats? The traditional ten count format, just a ten count, you know, uh, box like the D four box, very similar to that. Yeah, go ahead. A ten count, one hundred and twenty five dollars. You're on the money. 120 bucks a stick. Is that right? Right yeah. on. That's a wild 12, guess. Twelve hundred bucks for a box. A box just came up actually today. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't pay that for this. I mean, just to have it in your well, humidor. I don't it. know. We just we just let it. It's a little early to decide. It is. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we're two puffs in. I'm like a dog chasing an ambulance. It gets. I get excited. All right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you already have four boxes. <laughs> no, I he don't. He might. <laughs> I have no Cohiba boxes. Yeah, we haven't gotten an updated inventory list, by the way. You know, I was looking at it earlier. It's on our note. I'm actually dying to unload my tower, go through the whole thing and update it. Maybe so we are dying for it too. The weekend is coming up. I may do it this weekend. Beautiful. Can I give you some credit though? 
So on a prior episode, we released, I believe in November, it was the Bolivar Corona uh, Gigantes episode, Discontinued Cigar. We gave Bam some shit about all the Bolivar he had in his tower. Yes, and boys, did. what did Bam do today yes, before this podcast? Did. He showed up with three boxes <laughs> of Bolivar Petit Corona, and he gave us all one, yes. our choice of box code. Very, Different. very kind, Bam. I got to give you the credit. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a new he, year. He you doesn't know. believe us when we say we don't have certain boxes, and he does, and we like to try them. But I don't. Gizmo and I immediately said, <laughs> we have not one box of Bolivar Petit Coronas in our entire tower. It's true. Let me tell you, Gis. I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you credit. I went home. I looked at Mrs. Bam Bam like, honey, I'm getting a lot of flack. I went right downstairs, got those boxes, and came right over. It was you, a must. You listened. Must. To the that was right. Tonight. That was right before I was over there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you wearing a ski mask? <laughs> Little cops and robbers. All right. Bands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Keeps so, it interesting. Like I said, boys, these come in two different formats exclusively. They come in that varnished Boyd Nature box of ten cigars, and they also come in tubos, which I think are really, really classy. You know, when you're getting a cigar of this size in a pyramid format out of a tubo, they come in the 15 aluminum tube cigars, uh, which are the five cardboard packs of three. What's interesting is this cigar only was released in 2012. So this is the latest addition to the Linea Classica, let's call it, of Cohiba Cigars in Cuba. And how many months old is this cigar tonight? So the box code on this is GESMAR23. It's a very young cigar less than a year which is why i wanted to do it six to eight months yes yeah, it's about 10 months nice 10 months so the reason why i wanted to do is it 10 months no it's a few months <laughs> i'm saying a few months so he can correct me yeah i'm, I'm, I'm giving with you. him this an like, opportunity this is like to correct me contractor circle talk it's called cadence no there's a cadence no no he and i it's only it's only a few it's only a few dollars more and then the invoice comes in and it's thirty thousand. bam is the conductor now we're on the same page and the reason why i wanted to do this cigar young is number one this is you know the age that you're finding these cigars now if you're buying them you know from a from a source like friends of el habano or i havana something like that you're getting box codes around this time but also i think like a lot of other young cuban cigars that we've done on the podcast and we've all been smoking i think these are performing at the top of their game even with less than a year of age on it. and obviously we're going to see how that goes tonight but that's why i brought in fresh cigars tonight i don't know we're a halfway we're about a half inch in it's incredible so i have a question you said this was released in 2012 2012 so is this one of the newest pyramids it is the newest pyramid okay in, yeah it, as far as regular production pyramids from uh habanos this is the latest edition wow. in the regular production pyramid well they've taken good notes because yeah. this is off to a hell of a start and like i said it's interesting that cohiba in choosing to release a pyramid in 2012 uh, decided to increase the ring gauge and also the length of it. You know, the pyramid is extra, you know, as opposed to the classic pyramid size, which we had done the H Upman number two, the Partagas Series P number two, the Diplomaticos, uh, the Monte Cristo number two. Those are all 52 by six and an eighth. This is 54 by six and a quarter. So that's also an interesting decision, too. And I think that it reflects in the blend. Like Rooster said, it's not a densely packed cigar. I think there's a lot of tobacco in here, but I think that extra breathing room in the ring gauge makes it such that we have seven cigars here right now. All of us are having a great draw experience. 
great combustion experience. I think that it benefits from that extra ring gauge. What can you tell? I, I, I'm not a Cohiba aficionado. What can you? What can anyone tell us about the blend? Is there med, is there more? Is there some medio tiempo in here that gives it that? No, that's only in the Bahique. That's right. Is that right. only in the Bahique? That's only in yeah. Bahique. But okay. there is something special about some of the leaf in Cohiba tobacco that doesn't exist in any of the other brands. Forgetting Medio Tempo, as Puba just mentioned, that's only in Bahique. The Seco and Lijero filler leaf used in Cohiba is given an extra fermentation of around 25 days in the wooden barrels that we saw in that uh, fermentation room at El Liguito. So this tobacco actually gets an extra 25 days of fermentation in those barrels that no other tobacco in Cuba gets just for Cohiba cigars. I'll, yeah. I'll never forget the smell in that room. Yeah. Incredible. When it's you amazing. stick your face in that <laughs> oh the barrel. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, honestly, it smelled like cognac. The entire room was like <laughs> cognac. Yeah, and they're cognac. getting, and, and, you know, my understanding, not being a huge Cohiba, uh, I don't have any Cohiba in my, I have a couple, um, but I don't have any significant amount of Cohiba in my humidor. But, I mean, the primings are, are, the, are premium. They get the top of the, the you know, basically the, the the cream of the crop in terms of the primings. <clears throat> they right? do in also the top rollers. Or the top roll. roll. Yeah, and El Aguido, yeah, of course. Um, but to your point about about the tobacco used, you know, when, when the production folks at Leguito are needing to go to uh, Vuelta Abajo and Pinar del Rio and actually purchase tobacco, they actually go to specific farms, they go to specific marketplace-type setups for tobacco, Cohiba Legito has premier access to the best tobacco coming out of Pinar del Rio. They have special relationships with specific farmers and farms there. So it's not run of the mill. Yeah. They're not just being fed tobacco yeah. that they have to choose from and use. They actually go out and source the tobacco that they feel is going to be the best for Cohiba. I have to say, very interesting. No socialism in that process. <laughs> Everybody doesn't get the same thing when it comes <laughs> to the tobacco. That's very That's true. Exactly right. Now, with Cohiba, um, and I'm asking these questions only because I, I, I don't, it's not a marker that I, I, you know, that I pursue. So I don't really research it as much yet. Um, yet I, I, uh, and, but many of us have, many, many of us have, it's come along. We've all had to kind of come a long way to come around to Cohiba. Definitely. Um, particularly the man to my left, he's come around a little bit. I think <laughs> he's more. pointing to Mr. Senator. Yeah, this, this may be the only cigar that's maybe a touch. Around. Uh, and, and, and anyway, you know, uh, but putting the price and the value and all that stuff aside, are there are there problems with? I mean, there are certainly probably less problems with draw, combustion, the quality control on Cohiba. What's the what's the latest talk around that? And how's how are they doing right now with the QC? And are they really putting out cigars that are? I mean, clearly this one's performing fantastic. But are there problems with them? I think the recent run, and I think that this is widely accepted, what I'm about to say, on various forums, in the room, outside the room, friends, etc. I think the recent run of tobacco, out of Legito, specific to Cohiba, which is answering your question, but also a lot of the tobacco from almost every factory has been a significantly improved quality in both the flavor, the blending, decisions and in construction almost across all markets exactly like, like sure. recent, now, as of as of late as of late now yeah. legito is notorious for having the best qc and the best obviously output yes so when you're purchasing now if if it's me 
uh, and I'm going to purchase a box of $1,200 cigars for some reason, okay? I'm probably, and they're Cohiba, I'm probably going to be looking for El Liguito box codes because with that kind of investment, I do not want to see cigars coming from provincials or another factor that I'm not very familiar with. And also, does, one, that, does that happen with Cohiba? It often, still does. Often? They're trying to move all Cohiba production yeah. to Liguito. It just hasn't happened yet. They, do. they still sticks, are yeah. producing yeah. at Corona know. and other factories. Yeah. And another thing to, to note is when we were at the Liguito factory during the tour, they said every single Cohiba cigar goes through a draw machine. Every single one. Which is unique to Not that brand. Not just random out of, you know. Yeah, they, every, don't, pick, they don't pick them out of no, batches. every yeah. single cigar goes through a draw machine. That's right. Draw master. And the right. fact yeah. that Legito is one of the smaller, it is the smallest mother factory as far as the amount of people on the grounds and certainly the qual- uh, the quantity of rollers rolling those cigars. There's mm. probably less than 100 rollers at Legito, whereas yeah. at Corona, I think the number is going to jump to five or 700 in the next 10 years. You know, so that's five or 7X what they're doing at Legito. Um, and they also have lower production requirements at Legito. So sure. those rollers sure. are premier. Yeah. You know, they're treated really well. Um, they're the creme de la creme. Certainly in the Bihike Saloon where they're rolling Bihike, sure. those sure. are the well, nine plus rollers. They're in a sure. separate so room the, so, onto themselves. Exactly. So the, yeah. price, the price is firing on all cylinders, obviously. And, the, and it sounds like the quality um, has improved a, a, a bit since maybe, I don't know, five years ago. It, it, my perception, and I think our collective perception being at Legito and talking to the production manager there and the team there, my perception is that they're really feeling the pressure of the market. They're really feeling the pressure of Habanos to make sure that every cigar that comes out of there yeah, is because, at the highest quality. Because like I've had some Coros I've had that I know were real. I've had some other Vitolas, many over the years. And the consensus of... I was always kind of like, it's okay, but like, it's not, this isn't mm-hmm. from a, pr- a a price to experience ratio, like working for me. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Um, also th- they, they showed particularly the, with the Robusto um, and even the Siglos that I've had, sometimes they've, they've shown some youth where you're like, these really need to lay down a lot. Like this cigar is clearly young clearly needs to lay down longer. This has been my experience with Cohiba. But I think that Where, I think I'm, what you're saying is still the case though with most of Cohiba. I think that most Cohiba still needs time. It still needs to lay down. You know, we came home with some Sigalo 5s from that the same trip. They're not ready for prime time yet. Whereas I think the experience that I've had with these specific cigars in our hand is very very different. I would just say I've probably been the most vocal critic of Cohiba here. And the reason for that, and I'm hoping this cigar is going to be the one that somewhat changes my perspective a bit on Cohiba. The reason for me is every other marca in the Habanos portfolio that we smoke, we have found young cigars that are great. We can, I mean, especially just in the last year, you think of brand new releases that some markets have put out for the first time ever. These are as fresh of cigars as we would ever be willing to smoke. And they were delicious. They were incredible. And my problem has been, with a Cohiba Robusto, with Siglos I've had in the past, um, really uh, any of the young Cohibas I've had over years' time, none of them have been enjoyable. Mm-hmm. The youth shows in like such an aggressive and and not enjoyable way. 
that for me, the fact that there's a premium for that brand, yeah. it's just incompatible for me, right? If I'm going to yeah. pay more, well, then I expect more. And the problem is I'm getting less and I'm I'm expected to put these cigars down in my humidor for five years at least until I can smoke them. There's almost no cigar that I have to do that with that I produce, that I, I purchase in quantity that right. I really enjoy. Now, where I see the promise of Cohiba um, Grinder had once uh, gifted me a, a little sampler uh, at one point, and in it was an 05 Cohiba Robusto that was absolutely incredible. Yeah. But that had a ton of age on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was truly spectacular. And so just the frustration for me is like, there's no D4, there's no Upman, then I need to wait 10, 15 years yeah. to have a spectacular experience with. And so it's just so frustrating. I'm like, why am I paying more to have to wait more time than any other brand to get that experience? But I will say this cigar, I mean, there's probably a half inch of ash on here. Mm -hmm. This is the best experience I've had with any young Cohiba by far. Hmm. And if it can stay like this all the way through, then I, I will, there's hope for me in this, <laughs> this brand. Yeah. So other than the fact that the price is prohibitive for many people, if the younger Cohibas are smoking the way this one is, I want to piggyback on what you said. It makes a lot of sense to start pursuing them. The only good Cohibas I've had was in, was in Cuba. I've had young, the Cohiba Lancero, the Coro. I had a few of those there. They were young. For me, they were fantastic. But stateside, having to pay for that cigar, unlikely. Yeah, but the price, you know? prices when, you know, going back like five years, they were high to begin with yeah. for the Cohibas. And they're never going to come down. And now down. they're like three to four times more. Yeah, they're exactly. never coming down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... For, to, to Rooster's point, I mean, a cigar, like we think of Robustos that we regularly smoke that are Cuban. We used to be able to get a Partagas D4 for like 10, 12 bucks. And at that time, a Cohiba Robusto was like 35 bucks. Yep. Now you look at the price. I mean, it's so, it's over a hundred dollars. It's, it's crazy. Just, it's nuts. It's crazy. And that's what just makes it a really hard decision. You're sitting there saying to yourself, like, why would I pay three, four times the price for a cigar that I know is not even smokable young? Yeah, I think there's a certain mystique with the Cohiba brand. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, it's like a status symbol to, sure. to be smoking a Cohiba and showing that label off. Yeah, especially in certain markets around the world, right? Asia in particular. Oh, well, yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think it's Asia. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's the U.S. I yeah. think it's everywhere yeah. that um, that that it's label. Status, status it's a status sure. symbol, just like just like a luxury watch or anything else. You know, you're you're sitting in a lounge. You're, you're, you're out and you're smoking, um, you know, you're smoking a Cohiba. It's like, you know, you're driving a, the Ferrari of cigars Absolutely. and, uh, it's like the supercar of cigars yeah. it, it, and, and, and that's all good. I, I mean, there's a place in the market for that and, and I'm cool with it. I mean, I think if that's what people want to spend their money on, like, I'm not going to criticize somebody for that. It's just comes down to a personal choice right now. <laughs> this my commentary is is this cigar is very very enjoyable it's smooth it's rich it's got some body the finish is it's not particularly long but it's like but it's it's long enough yeah it's it's definitely medium bodied at this point the aroma on the burn line is cocoa all the way for me yeah it's amazing it's really amazing and i think there's a nuttiness about the smoke that i think is unique as yeah, far as Cuban pyramids go, I think maybe BBF is the closest that gets a little nutty, but there's a, a smooth, mild nuttiness to this that yeah, is agree. just so nice on the palate. It's awesome. 
And then, you know, to your point about the burn line, it's so complimentary. Like everything just kind of is kind of playing together, you know? And it's kind of sweet. And the, the, the other thing that's notable, I think, that's or that's differentiating a little bit about from some of the other Cohibas that I've had is that this doesn't have that, at least it hasn't presented itself yet, that grassy note. Yep. No, not at all. Yep. 100% right. I, I agree. So no. I, I've just got to say, uh, Puba's commentary right now for me is spot on. Like everything I'm thinking he is saying in the sense that when you said this doesn't have a long finish, but it's just enough, I think that's what's actually kind of fascinating to me about this cigar. It's not, it's barely firmly medium, like barely. And what it, it's such a credit to it is like the flavor notes are so defined, like they're very clear. We can pick out each and every one of them and it delivers just enough that it 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 feels complex and it's really satisfying and i feel like we don't say that about many cigars that are this kind of mild or light in body like it still holds which is a credit to it and puba's point about that kind of grassy note that you get in a lot of some other vitols of cohiba that is not a note that i pursue for <laughs> me it, it it brings like almost a bitterness to the you don't cigar. like hay no, I, I really don't. I, I mean, no, but I say that because some people that actually really pursue they Cohiba, like they yeah. love that. They really like it. And not tonight, though. For me, it, You're not it, just, it. it brings a bitterness into the cigar. And the fact that, like, I think why, who knows, maybe Puma and I are probably going to be lockstep on our rating on this, but there are, like, Upman dessert-like notes about this cigar. That is why I'm enjoying it, and I, I suspect you are, too. Yeah, so, yeah. honestly, yeah, I'm in alignment. Grinder, if you, you're a retro hell guy, so... Uh, this the, the most enjoyable part of this is the retro help. It's amazing. Those Upman dessert notes you get tremendous on the on the retro. It's so light to the retro hail. But it's so it's enjoyable. It's so light. Very sweet. And there's just a very there's like a hint, the faintest hint of dried fruit through the nose. It's like so faint. And it's a little bit of cocoa. That's exactly right. And a little bit of like dried fruit, but like nothing's overwhelming each other. It's I, I would argue that it's balanced. Yeah. There's a lot of balance in the cigar for me right now. And and to me, um, that the equilibrium that it presents in the experience in terms of I'm going to relax, I'm going to have this cognac, which we should talk about because <laughs> I think it actually pairs beautifully. That this is another very serendipitous pairing, I think, because uh, it's very complimentary. Yeah. So let's talk about the cognac. It's actually a good time to do that because I haven't taken a sip yet. Cognac. And, and I have good. to say, the one thing I want to point to before we jump to the cognac is you said about the H. Upman number two. And that cigar, for how brilliant of a cigar it is, the one we did on the podcast, we can go through the ratings. I, I got all the ratings of the pyramids we've done. That specific cigar needs a ton of age. I think smoking an, a less than a year old H. Upman number two or a Partagas series P number two it's not gonna. No it's yeah. not gonna work. You're and what I a, love about this, you're, you're doing right. a disservice to that cigar. Exactly. If you're smoking in less than twelve months. And old. what I like about this, and I think is a really good lesson for us and for the listeners, is picking up a cigar that's as expensive as this is, and looking to this for a holiday cigar, an event, a birthday, an anniversary, a child's birth, whatever it may be. The fact that you can buy this today and it's smoking as good as it is young, is really a merit to the cigar where I think that a lot of the pyramids need more time. It is. Yeah. Very, it's a, that's a fair point. And I, and, and you could experience that uh, you could experience a maturation stage where actually this goes into decline. It gets worse for, for, uh, a, while, for yeah. a couple of years and yep. then, and then actually picks up. So 
um, we could be previewing this just at the right time where <clears throat> it could go into a maturation stage where it maybe it, it presents its youth a year from now, even more where th there's like a dip and then an acceleration in the aging process, which is a normal thing. Yeah. Min Ra Nee talks about that quite mm -hmm. a bit in the uh, encyclopedia of post-revolution. Yeah. Cigars. Like you could pick this up in two years and be like, I can't believe this isn't as good as it was when I first smoked yeah, it. It could go flat over time. Well, it, it, it kind of well, goes in waves, actually. Yeah. It, oh, it, is that it, right? It, yeah. It's not almost flat. There, it could present notes that just aren't as pleasurable and present its youth actually in a more pronounced way, where where once it goes through this maturation process and you pick it up in five years, or or at the six or at the seven or the eight or the ten year stage, but it could be a, it's, it's, it could be a completely different cigar. So I think like when you talk about the H Upman, like the Lub Fourteens, those. I mean that is arguably. I mean to me, for me, it's arguably a it's it's a better cigar than this. There's no Not, question about that because mm -hmm. there's you can taste taste the age in the tobacco. You can there's so much richness and complexity that's going on there. It's just more complex, but it doesn't take away from how this is previewing right now and how pleasurable this thing is. Mm -hmm. it, that's the thing I think that's really important about it is how smooth this is young yeah it's tremendous for cohiba it's tobacco tremendous. to be this smooth young is really surprising yeah. to me i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know there was this like bulking and cutting phase of cigar <laughs> aging yeah there's several cool. stages of maturation wow and and we can go through it in a f uh, future episode i'll do some briefing on it and we can go through it but there are periods where you know it it does well young and then it falls off for a year or two and for every cigar every blend every you know it's every different. type of tobacco it's yeah. all very different so again i think to puba's point i think we're we're hitting this at its if its I, first stride yeah if i may i i feel this is not for everyone though this cigar putting price aside though a guy that likes a fuller bodied cigar i don't think that guy or gal is going to capture the subtleness of this cigar it takes a little bit of experience to go to get to take this cigar and capture those notes it's not for everybody it's amazing how like People start cigars when they start smoking cigars. They'll go to the mild cigars, right? They could just go to the Connecticut Shade or whatever, and then they'll start to get into heavier stuff. But I find that I think you guys know this as well. Like a lot of the best cigars that, with a more refined palate, are most appreciated exactly. in the younger, in the uh, more mild. Exactly right. Cigar palate. It's, you know, it's subtle. It, that subtle elegance is not captured by most people. Yeah, because they take it for granted that it's a light cigar and they'll go through it really quick and move on to the next cigar. Yeah, I, I think we all kind of went through that phase. Yeah, yeah early on. So. Yeah, kind of yeah. started like early smoking, on. you know, milder cigars. Sure. Um, and then we... <laughs> Not Senator. Senator's head is rolling. <laughs> no, no, I, just, I mean, I told you, my first cigar I would smoke all the time was the... Um, the Punch Palm, Nicaraguan. Palm, <laughs> uh, oh, no. The Aroma de Cuba. Aroma yeah, that's, a, that's, uh, a, that's yeah. a full cigar. That's a full that cigar. A full cigar. Oh, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember smoking a lot of Avos in the early. early that early. Aroma de Cuba is actually a very good cigar. It is. Yeah. We reviewed yeah. it. I like that cigar. We reviewed I, it. I think the journey of all of our palates, um, and I think actually Pagoda has most recently been talking about his palate. Yeah. And it's changing even you know in recent episodes. I think yep. we've heard the yep. most yep. from Pagoda on that. I think we've all gone through that. And I'm I'm certainly experiencing that now mm -hmm. um, with Cohiba and with some of the other Cuban cigars that I'm reaching for over what I was reaching for a few years ago. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a it's a constant changing of the palate, and I think it makes the journey it's very an important, interesting. It's a very important point. There was a point where I was smoking 
for, like Padrones as an example, the family reserve exclusively. Now yeah, I, I used to give you shit about that. You did. And honestly, I had an exclusivo and I went down the journey of the 64 line and you know, I haven't gone back. Yeah. You there's a threshold moment that you reach and you find that you get an experience of a you want to call it a milder cigar, a, a, a smaller bodied cigar, if you want to call it that. And you get the experience of a more elegant and sophisticated smoke. It's an, it's a revelation. So then you go down that path and I've stayed in that path. Yeah, I, Honestly. And to your point, I think just to build on that, let's talk about uh, QD for a minute. And, and Grinder was a big advocate of QD. Big advocate of QD. Yes, an early was. adopter of QD within this group. and. You know, I'm not going to say that there, there, there were a couple jabs thrown oh, QD, 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 <laughs> until... Early on, there was. It, it, early on, until, well, we started to try these cigars, and then we realized, you know what? There's a shitload of merit to the Vitolas within the QD line. Shitload. I won't go through them. We know what they are. You brought those to the group, um, and that's what this is kind of all about. And now, you know, before I came in to the pod... I had a Corona's Claros. It's one of the best. It that that's one of the best cigars going. It's, it's the best cutie. It's awesome. That's awesome. Great cigar. Well, it's, that, it, don't it forget really the, the cutie fifty is fantastic. But after the Corona's Claros, yeah. So I want to quickly just because we pointed to, and then I want to get to this cognac. But I I wanted to point to Pagoda because we were talking about the palate and the palate changing that you've talked about quite a you know few episodes recent episodes you've talked a lot about it. So having this specific Cohiba Pyramides Extra in your hand with what we've just talked about palette-wise in mind and what your journey has been, what are your thoughts on the cigar and, and how, do you, you know, how do you relate to what we're saying about the palette change? You know, you guys uh, actually nailed it. I, I think uh, I was reaching out, I was reaching to Padrones a lot, I think, uh, midway uh, during my uh, smoking uh, experience. Um, I have started smoking a lot of... Uh, you know, medium-bodied cigars. I think the experience uh, for this particular cigar has been a little bit on the milder side. Uh, but having said that, it's been very, very pleasant. And uh, I know you and uh, Poop, uh, Senator and Pooba kind of mentioned that they're getting somewhat of a medium finish, you know, short to a medium finish. On the other hand, I think for me, I'm getting slightly longer finish. I nice. think nice. it's enveloping my mouth with a very pleasant... Uh, um, you know, uh, flavor profile. Which, I'm, which I'm, I'm right really there enjoying. with him. I agree yeah. with him. I'm, I'm with him. I don't think it's a short finish. No, for me. no. So for me, it's been yeah, and uh, you know, it started off. I, I think, uh, guys, you mentioned that you'd got a little bit of the salty, and I was thinking about it in the beginning, just in the very beginning. Just, I think the, when just you, on that correct, first quarter yes, of an yeah, inch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I experienced a, a bit of the salty, uh, you know, um, taste. What I find very interesting is that I always. I've been trying to understand the salty taste and different, even when we do certain Nicaraguans, we'll get a bit of the salty taste. With those, I feel they're somewhat uh, more on the earthy, earthier side with a little bit of salty. It's a slightly different salty taste I get. But this, it feels slightly on the lighter floral side, which is very pleasant. And I think uh, as soon as you uh, you know get hold of the cigar, you know it's a Cuban for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like if, if you, even if this were unbanded, you would know that you're smoking a, an excellent Cuban. Um, going through it, I felt a lot, a lot more of the nuttiness and the creaminess, which is somewhat uh, has been prevalent throughout for me, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. Um, if you were to offer the cigar to me about just even a year, year and a half ago, I think 
uh, I would have done, uh, you know, what uh, Rooster did uh, with uh, <laughs> with the ALR. I might, you know, because at that point in time, I was smoking such strong cigars that I wouldn't have appreciated uh, the flavor profile of the cigar. Yeah. And all, um, yeah, yeah. You know. All good points. Yeah. I'll just say on the flavor notes that Pagoda was describing. So, um, number one on the finish, I think the first half inch of this, I would describe as a short finish. I think as the cigar has heated up and as I've gotten a bit further along, I do agree that now the finish is definitely lengthened. And I think even like the flavor notes are have picked up. They're 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 more pronounced than they started, which is great. The other thing that you mentioned, uh, the saltiness that you get in the cigar. I actually think for me, it's picked up as I've smoked this, where like the finish is very salty. And I agree. Good, like twangy, nice I'm way. still getting that. Yeah. For me, it's continuing and it's so, so freaking good. It, it is. This isn't uh, a criticism. It's somewhat one dimensional so far. It's picking up, but like I, I like what it's delivering. Um, very, very much. It's kind of like a, I've talked about this before where it's like um, when you smoke a cigar and it's this kind of approachable and so very Cuban for me personally, it's, there's this relaxing feeling that comes over me. I'm having no construction issues. It doesn't have to be touched up. You're not fighting like, it I at get all. Real, I'm not fighting anything. Yep. There's no draw issue. Yep. There's no, so like, I'm not worried about touching up. I'm not worried about the combustion. The combustion is really good. The draw is really good. The build is really nice. And so that leaves you all this open space to kind of just focus on, you know, on the delivery. and. And for me, what this is delivering is a very kind of mild to medium experience, but delivers a body and some complexity that that really has a lot of merit that I think will just get exponentially better with time. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And, and when you throw age, like that age tobacco component in this, where over time it's going to get richer um it's a knock it could you know it, the, it previews like a like like a knockout like a, like a cohiba should preview what I, what i like about the preview here which again we've kind of touched on a little bit is other cohibas preview you know you smoke a, a young cohiba you're getting a lot of that grassy kind of yeah, youth to it not all of them but yeah and it doesn't it doesn't smoke the way that this does with a, under a year of age on it and like you said, then it goes through that journey of maturation and you hit it after a few years and five years, 10 years after you have it in your humidor and it, it becomes even more magical. But I think something that we have in our hand right now that's this young yeah. to have this experience is, it, it's is, special. is, is pretty great. Yeah. yeah, I just want to mention one more thing. It's um, a lot of my friends smoke a lot of new worlds and uh, you know they tend to lean towards a stronger, you know, uh, more bolder cigars. Uh, just and for anyone who's trying this, I, I think if you were to listen to my journey, even within the year and a half, if you if you were to listen to some of the pods in the beginning, I should smoke more in that flavor profile. Um, the one thing I do have to mention is that when you're going through the cigar journey, you've got to be open to trying a lot of different cigars and different flavor profiles as well, because you'll be surprised to find yeah. that your um, flavor profile can change, evolve as. Uh, a lot of the listeners would say over here. Yeah. Uh, but um, there's this possibility of you being able to really enjoy a lot of different types of cigars 
of a, a completely different flavor profiles. Yeah, it, what yeah. we said earlier is true. There's a threshold moment for every cigar smoker, and when they experience that cigar that has that lighter body but more elegant, sophisticated profile, it changes your it changes your trajectory. When you're a new cigar smoker and you smoke a lot of the New World cigars, the the flavors are more profound. So they're you know, easier to capture. They're easier to capture. Right. So when you smoke Cuban cigars, it's it's a little bit of a different refined palate it's that subtle. you need. And so. the flavors are subtle. They're not as pronounced on most of them. Yeah. So as your palate kind of changes, you will you know, you will you will get those. You'll you'll get the Cuban tobacco flavors more. Abuelo, more well so. said. <laughs> I mean, that's wisdom right there. He's right. That's He's wisdom. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's a very relaxing cigar. To it's me. awesome. It's it a is. very awesome. easy kind of easy going affair. Um, the caramel I'm getting and vanilla on this spirit pairing beautifully with the cigar. So speaking of elegance and sophistication, yes, sir. We have a fantastic cognac with us tonight. Mm. It's the Camus. 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 <laughs> not well, the Camus. Dude, I even, Camus? Camus. I, even, I even watched a YouTube video to not have this. I'm going to need a refill on this Camus, please. <laughs> sponsored, <laughs> sponsored by SeaWorld. It's Shamu's cousin, Camus. <laughs> so we have Ooh. the, what is it again? Camus XO. Camus XO, XO Cognac. 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 <laughs> and she will be on exhibition in Orlando. <laughs> so, Senator, what's the story on this? Where did we get this? I've never even heard of this brand before. Um, so this I've, is great. I've heard of it, and I've definitely seen it before. You can find it at most liquor stores, but um, I had never tried any of their expressions before this and was excited when uh, I had an opportunity. Someone was uh, selling a bunch of uh, stuff that, they had procured over years time and, and they are not a drinker. And so uh, when I saw the Camus XO, I said, all right, this is perfect for us to try on the pod. The Camus itself, the distillery, they've got a very, very long history. They started in 1863. Um, they're known for their use of grapes from the Borderese region, which is one of the smallest and most prestigious regions within the Cognac region. So um, what's really cool about this XO it's a single estate cognac, which means that all of the grapes that were used to make this cognac are from the family's personal lot in the Borderies region um, to make this. So it's like a single estate vine uh, uh, wine, essentially, right, which you pay a lot more money for. All those grapes are just from that one plot, not from a bunch of different places that they purchase or procure and then blend together. So it's like an estate-grown wine. It is. It is, which for cognac is cool because mo all these cognac cows, I mean, they're all blends from yeah. different parts of the cognac. So region. none of the other XOs that we've had, to to your knowledge or? To my knowledge, the ones we've The big done, houses. The, they're I not. Mean, I mean, Camus is a big house too. Oh, okay. But okay. to my knowledge, the other ones we've had, I don't believe that they, maybe there's one exception to it, but most of them are not from one single. Interesting. Uh, single so question. Plot. So like would Remy XO, is that, that's not like an estate. I don't believe, which again, is not a knock on the quality of any of these things. I mean, no. as much as we all pay a premium for any, you know, kind of single estate, wine, cognac, you name it, champagne, um, that doesn't always mean that it's better quality. It just means if that particular plot is really spectacular, then that's what you want in that bottle and it's going to be and that's you know, outstanding. It's, yeah. it's like unique yeah. unto itself. It, it, it and, is. And, vary, and, and, will vary, and I guess would vary from, I would imagine it would vary from 
release to release it would a little bit i mean the thing with spirits it's easier for them unlike wine to be able to um create more consistency correct distilling power correct correct where with wine uh the vintage and the season and the weather really affects the grapes to a point where it can't be manipulated it can only be manipulated i guess so much correct And, and the reason for that so like with wine you know there's a there's a year on every bottle and so the grapes in that bottle are from that year in cognac or any spirit you know mccallan 12 any scotch that we drink regularly in, in this, for instance, the XO, this means that everything in here is minimum 10 years of age. And so some of what's in here may be 15, some even 20. And so they'll play with that balance to make sure that they can create that consistency. But in wine, you can't do that. You can't take grapes from 2016 and put it in a 2018 bottle. Or it becomes a Meritage. The, the Meritage is the blend of the types of grapes, but not the years. So di- different. Uh, but it could be both couldn't it though no so the meritage will have a year on it which means that every grape in that bottle is from that year oh i see but they're a blend of different grapes that's what makes it it. so i have a question about the flavor profile of this because i'm getting Uh, something and i want to use a word that i'm not educated on but i feel like it might be accurate it 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 has a it of it's like very port forward like it has like a like a very port wine at the front to me that's grapey it's yeah, very grapey. That's kind of accurate. It's honestly. it's got a port thing to it that the other XOs we've done. It's different. Doesn't yeah. have, and He's, I I don't know if I like it as much as the others. It's a little different. You know, I kind of early on I said it was alcohol forward. That's probably what I was experiencing. Not that I don't like this because I happen to love this, but it is different than the other cognacs that we've had. So it's an interesting observation. I'll just say the nose. I think you're actually a hundred percent right. And oh, I I hadn't port didn't pop into my head, but as you said it. The nose is exactly that, but the, the nose, nose is, is very port like vanilla and caramel. For when me you on taste the nose. it, I, I don't know that I, I taste port as much. But go so, ahead. yeah, so I I'm happy you said that because I don't like port, and I don't like port forward anything. All right, not this, and there was and there was a, and there was a taste. <laughs> no, the, hey, let me want mine. <laughs> yeah, let, let me get there. Yeah, there was a taste, and I'm like, wow, this is unique and different. When I first taste, I remember looking at you and I, as I was sipping it for the first time, being like, damn, this is good. It's surprising that that because I'm recollecting the port, I'm tasting this and it's not exactly port, but it's it's good. The grinder, it's delicious. Grinders on. And no, no. I I mean I like I'm I like it, you, man. but I don't like port. I, you know. Gizmo sophistication is coming through tonight. I'm, I'm, Come on, boys. I'm refined. It's crazy. I, I mean, I think it's I, I, mean, I think it is delicious, and I it's think good. it's good. The the whole cognac journey that we've had on this podcast has been phenomenal. So awesome. It's like, yeah. it's on me constantly. I just stocked my locker with more, uh, 1738. Sure. I, I, sure. I, I, you know, the it's Hein my, rare. It's in the Hein. Oh, it's yeah, in my one. house. I'm having it around. And, um, <laughs> Bam you know and I were I just like? having Corvassier before we, yeah, the VSOP. Yeah. We were you know honestly, that? that's sweeter than this. It is. There's a sweetness to that Covasia XO that we don't get here. Which honestly, it's because, look, we have to understand with cognac, this is why there is some criticism sometimes of cognac. The lower age statement expressions, VS especially and, and VSOP even, there is more residual sugar that they mm-hmm. add to balance it out. Yeah. So that it can drink smoother and it's not as aggressive because it doesn't have the age that the XO does, which yeah. it comes at a much higher price point mm-hmm. where they don't need to do that. It is naturally much smoother. And this is much more sophisticated and a, 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 the, there's a dryness to this that you won't get in that. Co-op. That's yeah. exactly right. Right. A, yes. There is a dry finish 
It's on awesome. this cognac that when you look at the when you do, when if you drink a Remy VSOP, hundred percent correct. There's a there's a there's a which creates balance, and I think in in any great spirit or even in a cigar, um, you're looking for that balance, that equilibrium that you're kind of that's in, that even if you're not cognizant of it, um, it's there. Oh yeah, and you're appreciating it. Oh yeah. I mean uh, this is a very very balanced spirit and i think it really pairs well with this very bit this is a very balanced cigar um as well so i i think the pairing is quite nice it's i wonderful. think what, it, it, i think what you quite said nice. about the finish actually makes that thing that grinder said that port forward that i kind of expressed as not enjoying i think the drier finish or, or whatever's happening in the finish making the port kind of get out of the way that yeah. i'm tasting is actually making it more enjoyable well, than if I was sipping some it, sort of port. Honestly, after the three or four sips, that dissipates for me very quickly. And all I'm getting is on the nose. I get caramel and vanilla on the nose and a dry finish. And it's just... It's but how great is that? It, dude, it's delightful. How great is that? It's delightful. It, it, I mean, for me, this is one of the better cognacs I've had. Um, you know, it, it's would fantastic retiring after a dinner this is so approachable and so not overwhelming where you're like you're drinking something that's maybe a cognac that's too sweet or like to senator's point that has added sugar or something like that it's it's dry enough i could i mean not to sound like a tool but like if i was just to have a little like a like a like a lint chocolate truffle and drink this thing at christmas after dinner and just have a little piece of chocolate and, and you've and, given me a lot of shit about eating chocolate on this well that's, that's he said the, after dinner after dinner, dinner. Oh, yeah. it's a dessert yeah. okay. alright let me just point I, that out I didn't out. exclusively pair chocolates you've done about six hours of material on I haven't I, well, no but 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 we're, we're not talking about he's talking about lint okay he's not talking about we're not talking about Costco coming to the to, we're not oh, talking about coming to the lounge with, with Bouchard with Bouchard and, and wrappers in the ash Costco <laughs> bag and eating nine nine chocolates while you smoke um that's lunacy the, the, hey, it's a new year okay. we don't have to litigate this okay, again i'm fine, off to bouchard fine. right i understand the wife actually sent me a picture the other day she was at costco saw the bouchard and i said do not buy it do oh, not buy it. i swear i love no, but like chocolate. a piece of this my point is though this with like a piece of chocolate no, sitting in nice. your lounge chair at christmas uh, how nice is that retiring so retiring so retiring is retiring. the right word i feel like you know i was kind of going to say it earlier but i think now with the cognac pairing with the cigar for me it's like this is like the winter time you're sitting in front of a fire like like it's the, the cigar cognac pairing is like a warm blanket right dude, now it's dude. just it's just so, so perfect it's, perfect. it's, it's ironic it's, it's ironic so what he's saying is there's some irony there because the cigar itself is a lighter bodied cigar you don't tend to associate that with a winter smoke but paired with this spirit that it's a great analogy that warming delicious blanket it's so freaking accurate. But this is a very it's approachable. Home, it's like, a home run. Like, but this, but the spirit is so smooth. It's so comforting. Yeah. The cigar is very smooth and it's medium and it's just, it's yeah. very. Dare comforting. I ask? I have a question. Uh oh. I haven't seen this in any liquor store. Do we know how much that bottle is, Senator? Yeah. So every XO uh, kind of ranges from 
two hundred to two oh, oh. sixty. This you want to spread yeah, but the cigar is one hundred and twenty-five dollars. <laughs> Correct. So, I, I mean, mean, you know, you, you get one, you get one smoke out of this. How many? I mean, we've had seven pours, almost or six pours of this, and we still have left in the bottle. How for, much is that bottle? For that price, two fifty. It's uh, two forty-two fifty. You'll find yeah. it at most places. So Pagoda, what do you think of the cognac? Cognac. <laughs> I'm actually enjoying it. Um, you know what I was doing actually throughout while I was smoking the cigar was just uh, smelling, like mm-hmm. taking a little sniff. The nose. Yeah, it was yeah. so yeah. good. I, I think I didn't even need to have a sip. And you already can, you know, you kind of get a precursor in terms of what you're going to be. Uh, the approach was great. Yeah, uh, that's uh, a great point yeah. because a lot of what we drink, we don't tend to bring to the nose and yeah. take the time with it. Yeah. This is worthy of that of taking your time. Can right? I say one thing too about the the cognac that I think makes the cigar work? Yeah. Is I think that it's it's not terribly viscous, like it's not a thick spirit for me. Yeah. And I think with the mild medium cigar that we have in our hand, I think it's actually the right pairing. I think anything more viscous might be a little overpowering for I, the cigar. Agreed. I, I agree with that. I I think the reason I was very excited about this cognac, this cigar we've all said it's not full, it's barely medium, it's like mild slash medium, right? And this cognac in flavor is actually pretty powerful it and is. pronounced. It However, is. it's delivered in such a silky, mm-hmm. elegant, refined way. And I think this cigar I would describe Just as like the silky, cigar. elegant, refined. Just like the cigar. So like the two really kind of play nicely together for that reason, where I think to Gizmo's point, if this was more viscous, if this cognac had more body than it does and and more bite and wasn't as approachable as Poop has been saying, it would overpower the cigar. And I think it's a credit to Camus and really, I mean, most of these XO cognacs that we've had, they're so refined and smooth and just approachable that I, I think like the versatility is incredible. Like you can smoke them, you can drink them with a Cuban, you can drink them with a New World and be just as satisfied. And with this cognac, I would just say, I think some of the flavor notes are very obvious, but there is complexity to this in the same way that we were picking out these random little faint notes that we were getting in the yeah, cigar. Like yeah. I had, I, I'm getting it and I, it's validated somewhere like on the nose and even sometimes just very faintly in, in the finish, we were talking about chocolate. Like there's this little slight like chocolate note that you'll get out of this cognac married with the dry, the fruit and all the other flavors that we've been talking about. So yeah. I just love the complexity with a cigar that I, I think, despite not being all that full or even all that medium, it's complex. It's a very sophisticated cigar. Yeah. Has the has the shifted on anybody? Because it, it there Mm-mm. there was a bit of a shift for me in the cigar. Yeah. Not so f- I mean, we're what right around the halfway point. I've found as it's heated up, as as Senator said, I feel like what we're what we've talked about earlier has just kind of been enhanced and it's been yeah. increasing i'm not getting any harshness it's um, no no yeah it's, but it has changed change, a little change, there's change been, a, the right word. There's been a little bit a, a shift and i would argue it's just an increase in body i don't know Puba. that's the word for me Puba. it's the boot the body's gone up but it's still incredibly good very smooth yeah come on so i what i will say no, agreed i what i keep i'm retrohaling the cigar yeah on almost every draw me and too. what i'm getting is and why I said this, as I stated before, it's kind of a serendipitous pairing because you get, I'm just getting this overwhelming through the nose fruit 
there's like a fruit forward on the cigar, which you don't get without the retrohale. So out the nose, the fact that we're this deep in on this big of a ring gauge cigar and that I can still retrohale this is is a merit. Huge. Is a huge merit. And uh, and that kind of paired with the what I'm getting is a little a hint of orange um, mm-hmm. in the in the cognac. It's just it's not that pronounced, but it's there. It's a citrus orangey hint uh, with that kind of little bit of cocoa that complements the cigar. It's really kind. It's 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 a perfect. I, I, night. I, I will say that the, 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 the pair the pairing. Um, Having Dude, not had this before, I can think we it really right. works together very, very well. And if we weren't on a podcast uh, <laughs> right now, like, you know, uh, just ruminating on this, I would be sitting back, relaxed, and almost not even talking in a fucking You'd be train, in, in a fucking you, train. Wait, are you saying that he the would podcast is ruining your experience no, 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 right no, now? No, no, no. No, no, You'd be in a cigar coma right no, now. I, I, no, I'd, I, yeah. I, I'd be... Pleasure coma. Yeah, yes, no, I'd, be, in, coma. I'd yeah. be just relaxed with my, kind of like with my head back, just... Zen. Zen. Yeah. And I think that that... Zen. That's where you want to be. Oh, I agree yeah. with you. I think this is... This is... And again, I, I can't get past, and I hope that... You know, everybody in the room is agreeing. I think with this this comment, but I can't get past how young this cigar is. For exactly what Puba just said, and what we've been saying so far tonight, a little over halfway through, I can't get past how young this cigar is. It's, it's crazy. unbelievable. Can it's I, crazy. Can I make an observation? I just want to say, I, I am so impressed with this group, and I say this because. I very recently, and we've all heard people say this, right? You meet people in a cigar lounge, anyone you're around cigars, especially folks who have not been smoking cigars as much or as long as we have. And they'll say things like, I just can't, I can't get the notes that you get out of, out of cigars. You hear that all the time. That's true. And all of us in this room, myself included, our palates have only gotten sharper over time. And it's not a factor of we're practicing anything or we've picked up some skill. It's just... The more you smoke and enjoy these cigars, the more you become able to distinguish what you're getting out of one versus another. And I just say this because even cognac, something that none of us in this room were consuming before this podcast. Cognac. I mean, I'm listening to notes that are being called out that are just spot on. I mean, Puba's sitting here saying there's this faint note of orange and citrus. That's they tell you faint notes of orange and citrus like everything that you guys are picking up is exactly what's reflected in that spirit and i think the same thing about our conversation with the cigar and i say this because i guarantee there are many listeners out there that maybe haven't been smoking as long or haven't dived into the cuban world as much as we have and are looking to do so and struggle to pick out those notes and it really is just reps. The more you try these things, That's the, the more word. you're going to be able reps. to I literally was out. going to say it's all about it's, reps. Yeah. When you started the, that monologue, I was like, I was just going to say, yeah. I would just say it's all about reps at the end of this. And you yeah. you plugged it for me. Yeah. You know, and when someone says that, you just your response is just smoke more cigars. Yeah. Early and, and often. And yeah, I think early too, and often. But I think too, there, there's, there's, it's not an analytical element element to what we're doing. It's the communal element to what we're doing this conversation this throwing the basketball to you know each of the guys in the room or each of the guys that you smoke with when you smoke cigars it's this sharing of experience that it's like everything kind of peaks 
this other level of of what's happening with cigars. Yeah, and and I mean, it's, it's even true. easier. It's even easier than working out, right? With cigars, you just need like three sets of two reps. Six cigars later, like you're in. But 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 yeah, it's true. We've but, just destroyed the entire fitness industry, by the way. Before, but Puba, this, I have to this, say this, something before he says anything. So what Puba said a moment ago, what he described earlier is the ultimate goal for every cigar guy and gal. You want to get to the point where you're just laid back and you're, you're, the combination of what you're drinking and smoking takes you to another place. That's the, ultimate, that's the ultimate goal for all of us. What Senator said, the reps get you there. So that, that's really important to just hone in on that. Yeah, and they get you there and, and get yourself there regardless of what anybody else says, regardless of what we say. And what you're smoking. And what you're smoking. In other words, smoke what you like. And and like if you like it and and, and and if you like that spirit, if you like that cigar, do it. And 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 that's what matters. It doesn't matter what everybody else likes, it doesn't matter what we like. Um, and I feel like just to build on that, like if we were if we were out of this podcast and in, in, in the main lounge. This whole thing, this pairing, the conversation would be completely, we wouldn't, I mean, we would be talking like this, like this is good and we'd, we'd have some commentary, but the whole thing would be tamped down. This is such a relaxing experience. That's such a good point. Like, like the whole thing would be like, oh my God. Such a like, good, it would the, be a lot of, holy shit, dude. Like, oh. the, the, the other thing. Like, uh, wow, I'm, like I had a hard day. This is great. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. you just be kind of like. The, the other thing on that that's really important, again, going back to, like, it, it honestly, it, like, pains me. When I hear guys say, or girls, that they they want to get the notes and they can't and, like, they feel defeated, you, you want them to appreciate it the same way that you do. And the other thing that's key to that, this kind of goes to when Poob is saying, imagine we were all having this experience out in the main lounge. When you're sitting out in, like, a big group setting and everybody's smoking and you're talking and drinking – that's not really when you're going to pick out all the notes you're getting in the cigar. Absolutely. Right. You are far more distracted by the conversation that's happening. Or the game on the TV. Or the game on the yeah. TV than what's in the cigar. And I think the times that, we're able, that we are most focused on what we're getting out of the cigar and what we're pairing with it in terms of a spirit, it's when we're sitting in a room like this, a smaller group, mm -hmm. And the focus is what we're smoking and enjoying together. And we're all smoking the same thing. Right. Correct. If you're sitting alone right. yes. in your own home, your garage, Rooster. outside, <laughs> in a lounge, whatever the case may be, that's the time that it's easiest for you to really focus on what you're experiencing. And that's where you start to build and train your palate to pick up those notes. Yeah. And once that starts happening, that's when... You know, even when you're sitting in a group, but again, a group that's all enjoying cigars, not watching a football game where everybody's obviously the attention's on an entirely different topic. That's not when you're going to do that. So I also yeah. just think for anyone who's really trying to challenge themselves to be able to pick those out, you got to pick those moments to do it. It's Dude, also a good idea to take notes when you smoke cigars. Like you yeah. keep a keep a journal or a, or a cigar dossier. That's a great point. And write down like what kind of notes you're getting. The other thing is, like, if you're listening to the pod, so I think a lot of my friends feel that they're not able to identify the flavors. So they're getting certain flavors, but they're not able to identify and exactly pinpoint as to what they really are. But if you're listening to the pod while smoking the cigar 
on, you know, hopefully if you're just smoking alone, and then think about what you're getting and think about what everybody, all the lizards are getting, and then you'll begin to start identifying these flavors, and then you'll see that over a period of time you're able to, you know, identify the same flavors in different cigars yeah. that you're smoking over a period of That's time. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and the one thing I want to say too now, we're smoking a really expensive cigar tonight, right? But I think the mo- a very important thing that we need to share with our listeners is that price is not a factor in your ability to do what we're doing tonight. Obviously, we're sitting here enjoying a really premium Cohiba cigar from we're Cuba. very lucky. You don't need to spend $120 on a cigar. You don't need a Cohiba and you don't need a Cuban cigar to do no, this. No, you can spend $5.50 exactly. on an Oliva V. Lancero. Or a Padron 2000. Or a Padron 2000. Or an El Senador. Yep. Correct. Right? And yep. get a fantastic experience yeah. and pick out distinct notes you're getting exactly throughout the Exactly right. Price is not a factor. Dude, I can tell my therapist she's off for the month. I'm good here. I'm good. <laughs> hey, save some money and buy a box oh, of Cohiba oh, Pyramides. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, it, you know, it's almost like it's, 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 I don't meditate or any of that. In, or any of that stuff but um certainly smoking cigars this is how lizards meditate yeah this is how literally yeah <laughs> think, think about meditating per, right now think about what you're yeah, doing precisely. when you're smoking a cigar this though. is how you're li- breathing you're you're appreciating breath in a way you're hopefully you're not inhaling this smoke but you know it's there's it's there rhythmic. is a physical yeah rhythmic element to it that you have to appreciate and also there's a there's a rhythm of the conversation Lest we not forget that socialization is a driving force of evolution. Talking about the cigars with each other, that's what's driving the evolution of our palate because we're getting insights from other people and then we're making connections. And those are the connections in our in the synapses that make us, you know, get creative and in and recollect different flavors from our own life. And that's yeah. what's driving this. Oh yeah. It's reps and it's doing it with with intent to enjoy it and when you do that you find this special magic where you can soak into the into the into the chair and appreciate the moment because that's what it's all about and, and there's one other we've been using a lot of r words we talked about reps uh grinder was mentioning rhythm and the other r word there's a ritual to this yeah. yes oh right? definitely and like that's also i feel like whether you meditate or you do yoga or all these things that people do to try oh, to right? oh. there, there's a ritual involved in all of those things and i think cigars are very much like that which is why it, it kind of really just helps ground us and and clear your head and yeah um just has so many benefits and i think the a word that poop has used a lot is the word sit right yeah. Like we sat down tonight knowing that when we lit this cigar, you know, forgetting the microphones, forgetting the recording and all that, this is going to be an hour and a half to two hours that we have committed to enjoying this experience together. And and thankfully we're enjoying it. It could have been a nightmare and could have blown up and the cigars could have smoked like shit. Thankfully they didn't. But we could have smoked grass for two hours. We could have smoked grass for two hours. <laughs> um, some people are into that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Nothing wrong but, with it. But- you know, it's uh, it's a commitment to sitting down and doing nothing else mm-hmm. and focusing on this. And yeah. I think it's really important. It's amazing. And we're very lucky to be smoking a cigar, you know, like a Cohiba Pyramid. Of this caliber? Of this caliber yeah. and pairing it with this very uh, special cognac. So cognac. we need yeah, another, I mean, do we have I, another bottle? Because you know, I need a refill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, to, to your point, I mean, gratitude. Let's get on Drizzly. <laughs> yeah, let's get on Drizzly. Gratitude, gratitude too is 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 a, you know, is something I focus. I've been focusing on not to get too you know deep, but but you know, leading with gratitude in life, um, 
particularly, and I think this is a moment for that. I mean, like, we're, you know, we're, we're having a, you know, having a great cigar. I think, you know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to share this with, with my closest friends. And again, it puts you in the moment and, 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 and being in the moment and being present for, uh, you know, and sharing it, it, you know, is really positive. And I, and I think the cigar community, um, you know, presents a venue and an opportunity for folks to, um, to meet on the level and, yeah. and, and to gather and to gather and to, and, and the cigar to Senator, as Senator always say, is the great equalizer because, um, because people have the kind of a similar agenda, you know, you go to a cigar lounge, you know, we have a similar agenda, which is, which is really to, I, I need to be, I need to, I need to transition or you need to, you need to break up the day with this and transition out of regular life into the moment and um and these kind of you know particularly this kind of a cigar with this kind of a spirit with with these type of friends for me personally it's a great moment um i mean on on your point about gratitude it really struck me because i'm sitting here saying to myself i'm grateful that we're doing this and that gizmo um, you know, had the idea to, to, to smoke these because I would never, I, again, I started by saying I'm the biggest, I've been the biggest critic of Cohiba and I don't apologize for it, but that you should have, per- I think you should. No, no, I won't no, go that far. I, I'm kind of with my, him, my criticism still stands. <laughs> Let's stay in the moment. Let's not yeah, create controversy stay, right now. Yeah. But my, my, my criticism stands. Tranquilo, tranquilo, tranquilo. But, but my point is because of my frustrations with the brand, I never in my wildest dreams would have picked this up. Even if someone said, here's this for $5, I would have no interest in this cigar because I would say to myself, young and Cohiba does not mix. There's no way I'm going to have an enjoyable experience. And so I am grateful that obviously Gizmo loves Cohiba and has wanted us to do more of it on the pod. And I'm sitting here, we're in the final third of this cigar. It is just as enjoyable as the first two thirds. It's incredible. It's not showing youth. It's not showing any of the flavor notes that I have disliked in a Cohiba I've had in the past. And I, I mean, I would absolutely smoke this again. It's, it's a fantastic experience. Yeah. It's truly sh- showing itself as a sophisticated Cuban cigar. No doubt about it. And no youth. No, no not youth at all. That's, no. what, that's what really yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, with it's age. weird because it's, yeah, it's weird because I think that my hypothesis is, is that if you picked it up in a, in a year from now, it'd be different. It's going to bite a little bit. Maybe not as good. I agree mm. with you. I agree. I, I think that that's been my experience with these over the past, say, eight weeks or so where I've kind of been trialing this cigar, looking for flaws in it so that if I brought it, I I wanted to bring something good into the podcast so that we could refer our listeners to spend some money on something that was going to work that, that wasn't going to take, you know, the first third is great. The last two thirds, you know, completely, you know, show that youth or bite you or whatever word you want to use. The fact that this has performed as consistently as it has for me over the past two months is, has been shocking. And I'm not surprised in anything that we've said tonight because it's really been one of the biggest revelations for me. Yeah. You know, in the past two years. Yeah. I also have yeah. to say, I'm sorry, what shocks me is frankly the the lack of respect that this cigar gets. And I just said that when you think of the Cohiba brand, you don't think of the pyramids. You think of 
the Robusto, Behike, the, the Behike, the Lancero. I don't hear anybody talk about this cigar. And of any of those cigars we've just named that I've tried, this wipes the young, young, young. <laughs> yeah. wipes the floor with them. Yeah. None of the other cigars we named, I would consider a great cigar young. Right. They're not. This is the only cigar that young, I mean, this, this, this is up there with any cigar young that I enjoy on a regular basis that I'm happy to spend money yeah. on. Yeah. And it's shocking. It's yeah. shocking. And, and, but, but also, um, it's presenting itself, and I will say this when we get to the review, you do not taste that aged, you do not get that kind of aged body uh, that you'd get out of something. Um, Would you say that's a demerit, though? Uh, no. That's um, exactly it. No. Mm -hmm. That's no, no, what's no, no, amazing no. about it. No, yeah. no. It's not a, it's not it's a demerit. It's not a demerit. It's right. not a demerit. But it's but but at the same time it's not it's not reached its full potential, and I, 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 I blind, I would be confident in saying that this I would I, I I would call it out as maybe something that doesn't have that kind of a note in it because it just does it's just not it's just obviously not there sure. it's 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 conspicuously absent from the flavor of cigar however, um. However, what what it what it's delivered, considering the age on it, has been exemplary. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's but shocking. the age age will only help. Of course, well, that, that, that's, that's what, what Puba's saying. saying. Yeah, but, but that's what's amazing about this cigar. Puba's saying how it's going to get better fresh. with age, but the fact that it's smoking it's so this well right now, yeah. is absurd. I mean, it, honestly, like I, I cannot even believe. With this little, I'm age. in the last third of this, and the, and I'm not getting any ammonia. You're no. taking I'm it not down. Getting, and You're I'm taking not, that cigar down. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. And, and and let's not let's put aside the construction, the build, the burn, which were impeccable, the combustion, all that. Put that all aside because that's all been that's all been exemplary, and that's not going to change. <laughs> that's not going. That's exactly. not going to change no. over time. The flavor may so, so, adjust. But, so so yeah. chalk that up. Chalk that up. Ch chalk construction, build, burn, uh, flavor, all that stuff. So you know it's not there yet. See the thing for me, if if someone were to ask me how how would you find utility in this cigar versus its price point. And you're saying, okay, if we're going to recommend the cigar, which I think generally we are right now, obviously we're getting to the rating, whatever. If you're going to buy a box of 10 of these or, or uh, the, the Tubo pack of 15, the way I look at these, and I think I talked to, I don't know if I talked to you about this the other day, Bam, or, yeah. or someone else here. This is one of those cigars that you buy that box of 10 mm -hmm. and you pick a day each year sure. to smoke one of sure. them. Totally. Is it your child's birthday? It's Is a special it your anniversary? Is yeah. it your own birthday? Is it Christmas, New Year's, whatever it may be? You smoke one a year and now over 10 years, you've experienced that same box of cigars once a year on that specific occasion that yeah. really, really lights it up and and shows everything that we're talking about tonight but, and by the and by the 10th year you'll be sitting there what a bargain i paid a hundred dollars for this stick yeah. it's now going for five hundred dollars right. <laughs> and that, it will be by the way so yeah. true oh, unlike yeah. by the way and this previews unlike a cigar that we we all love um like if you pick up pick up a box of partagas 898s and, and you try to smoke that cigar young Forget it. No, nah, it'll kick your ass. For, yeah. for, forget yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a non-starter. And and as much as 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 we all love Partagas, 
that cigar needs time, period. I would put the Upman 2 in there. I would sure. put the Upman Sir Winston in there. I, I would put sure. most of those premium, let's call it even fuller-bodied cigars than what we're smoking tonight sure. in that category that you cannot smoke them with less than three, four, five years of age sure. to, at the starting point. We have a cigar that's not even a year old and is is giving us this experience tonight. That's what I think why I would recommend the cigar at $120 is it it's working today and certainly is going to work in, in three years, five years, 10 years. Yeah. But, but do you think that Habanos is maybe changing that because we have smoked quite a few young cigars that have performed amazing? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, what if we haven't really smoked an eight nine eight from a fresh box lately? That's true. Well, we haven't seen them. So. I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen any eight nine eights come up. But I think the important thing is to your point. Certainly, Habanos blending decisions of recent releases have have been really really strong. Turquinos, Ramon, Ramon Aonis number three, certainly. But this is the same blend as when they put it out in twenty twelve. The tobacco may be better, the run may be better, the construction quality control, to Puba's point earlier, might be better, but I think this is benefiting from not being in a 52 ring gauge. It's tobacco not stuffed in that 52, it's in a 54, has a little bit more length on it. That, I think, is a merit to that blending decision they made you know, 13 years ago. Yeah. What did you say ago. the ring gauge on this is again? 54. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the 54, but it being a pyramid, it's like... The, the fact that at the end of this, this probably smokes like yeah, 48, what a 48 a yeah. fi- or probably a f- maybe a 50 even, yeah. like it enhances the experience, right? When we all got this cigar, I think every person in the room said, wow, that's yeah. a big cigar. It's intimidating. It is. Yeah. And I don't think any of us particularly love and chase a very large ring gauge Mm-mm. cigar, but in this format, it's oh, just dude. perfect. Yeah. And look, I would challenge anyone in this room not to pick up the cigar regardless of the cost. To have a tranquil experience, right? Absolutely. I don't need. It's a, a special occasion I, cigar. Well, not only I'm going the opposite. I don't need a birth of a child or a birthday or a, or a project that I won or a great client. If I need a moment like this, this is going to deliver with this spirit tonight. What Puba and Senator hit on earlier. I just need a moment to really relax and completely decompress. This cigar does it. It does regardless of the price. It does it at any time. And sometimes you need that. It's true. And honestly, I mean, I, I'm trying to, I mean, as Bam Bam's saying that, I'm sitting here saying like, I, I don't really know that I'm lighting up a $120 stick on it's a true. random night. I know. However, as I'm sitting here challenging myself to rationalize this, right? there are actually ways to do it. I mean, if you think about like what people do to relax, like when they're stressed out, right? If you were to go like get a massage for an hour, you're spending $100, $120. You're going to smoke this cigar for an hour and a half minimum. Yeah. Not, not in Cuba. <laughs> inflation place, benefits though oh, yeah, yeah. And, and in a place with labor laws that's you're, you're right. gonna pay for a, a nice massage yeah. 100 120 dollars and that's gonna be for 50 to 60 minutes and so the fact that you get an hour and a half minimum of a fantastic experience that just relaxes you and allows you to really decompress there are ways to rationalize what bam is saying 100 percent agreed I think this cigar would be better after a massage either way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't factor that into your rating, please. Maybe smoke that cigar while you're getting it. There you oh, go. that's even better, like yeah. That. That's a bit of a crime, but okay. <laughs> What's interesting is we all have this incredible cigar. It's about three quarters of an inch done, and we're, most of us are still really enjoying this cigar. I'm not going to put it down until not, I have to. Neither am I. 
Yeah, it's insane. It's out. It's again, outrageous. I never take cigars. I, I'm not. You know, Bam will have a roach clip, basically, like a perfect draw. It's true. I mean, I've got like a half an inch of this thing left, and it's still performing flawlessly. It's crazy. I'm not getting ammonia. I'm not getting a ton of youth. It's just picked up in strength in a nice yeah. way. I, I am really genuinely shocked. And Grinder took it down to about I a half inch. Very yeah. impressed. Well, not all the way down, but and, and Puba that, still that's got all it. the way down. Yeah, and, but I had a I had a shallow cut too. Like mm-hmm. mine's all the way at the tip. Now you're good, man. That's pretty. The one thing you know, uh, Puba touched on it very briefly, but the the construction, the burn line, the, you know, there was very little touching up. I don't think I heard almost anybody in the room. Reaching for their lighter, to, not ever to blast. I, I did haven't once, seen but anyone probably not. I did it once because I was talking, and I just wanted to give it a little bit of a correction. But as far as the, the consistency of the construction and the burn line, again for a cigar this young is is kind of shocking. Yeah, performs so well. Pagoda, what do you think right now? Yeah, no, exactly the same. I was just thinking, um, it you know, it self corrects itself in terms of the burn line. It's. Uh, been fantastic there was a moment over there i thought i was far ahead of everybody so i didn't smoke for a bit <laughs> so i had to touch it up that's called discipline boys. Oh, discipline <laughs> discipline i mean yeah. the fact that nobody has ash on them from this cigar oh i, mean, I it, did by the way uh, well that's a given so, my first ash fell off perfectly into a stack of dimes right on, on leg. my leg well, I, have, I have a photo of that Pam has a picture oh nice <laughs> This has been an excellent evening here, boys, Isn't on both the cognac and the cigar. I and, mean, yeah, and and a coincidental pairing. I don't. You hadn't had. Have, have you had this uh, cognac prior? No, to this? no, I hadn't. But I always I, I look up at least notes to try to make my best guess as far as something that would or wouldn't pair. Speaking of notes, are there any notes on the box? The flavor notes on the box from the cognac. I love when we read to see how accurate what they the, are. What yeah. the manufacturer says that we're supposed to be getting from the spirit because. I'm curious how accurate it is. So the only thing they have on here, it says Camus Borderies XO is distinguished by its delicate violet and vanilla aromas and its smoothness on the palate. That's yeah. all it says. Dude, vanilla is very accurate. The thing is, when you go on their website and look at the notes that they call out today, I feel it's far more descriptive and accurate. I mean, everything that was discussed here, the the fruit notes that you get, the citrus that Puba mentioned, the very faint bit of cocoa that I met, like all of it is there. So I, I do give them credit in the sense that I don't think there's anything that they've called out that we would sit there and say, that's, you know, it says violet. Like there are some floral even qualities to yeah. this cognac. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that they mentioned that we would say, what are they talking about? This is fruity decadence, like that ridiculous singleton or something. <laughs> so they, they've done a good job, I think, overall. Yeah, it, 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 it paired very well. I mean, um, very well because the, the 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 notes in the cigar. There was some fruit. There were some dried fruit. There was some cocoa. There was really a, like I said, it was a very, you know, a very appropriate pairing. And um, it happens a lot that we stumble, <laughs> that we kind of stumble into these things. And um, maybe it's just uh, the folks here are making better decisions around what we pair with or the or folks, we, or we're just, the, folks or, or, the review panel or we're just the, getting the lucky <laughs> or we're just getting lucky but i i don't think it's luck i think i think we're thinking about these things a little bit more prescriptively um 
you know, as we move down the line. And and uh, Senator's very is, proud about that statement, by the, the way. No, I am. I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> I, I, I the Gizmos care. taking credit. Look, look at them. I love look, it. <laughs> the, the thing is, so whenever everybody knows that's listening to this podcast, I'm a big wine person. So for me, pairings are incredibly important, right? You go to dinner, people usually hand me the wine list. They pick a good bottle of wine that's going to pair with whatever. By the way, we do that when we go to restaurants and you're not there. We send you a picture. Correct. I've gotten literally, I've gotten photos from almost every person in the, in fact, I think actually every person in this room asking for a wine record and I'm happy to do it. That's what this is all about. But very seriously, to Puba's point about being a little bit more intentional, I because I think we've all experienced frustrating pairings where we've just kind of randomly paired something. I I am very on top of what are we pairing and do we have a plan because it, it's you want it to complement and enhance the experience and when it doesn't it really detracts from it. So I'm glad that I think we've been more intentional about it and I think it's just to the listener just emphasizing how important it is to pick something, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, right? We've done non-alcoholic pairings too that have scored really, really high. It's just being intentional about what you're going to consume with the cigar to really enhance it. Yeah. And I think the cognac journey has been a a, a revelation. Oh, yeah. Even VSOP and up. Yeah. You know, we've found some really, really exciting pairings, even with inexpensive cigars, inexpensive cognacs, that have really been really, really special. I'll just say it now. I think that cognac, as a category of spirits, has the highest batting average of any category within spirits that we've reviewed. 100% agree. How many bad scotches or bourbons have we tried? It's not to say we, we, yeah. we consume probably more scotch than anything. That's right. However, just from a batting average standpoint, I mean, there are a few cognacs that we have not liked. I think the That's overwhelming right. majority we've been. Very, I think the very only one we didn't. I think fear. the only one we did yeah. not like the Ducey was the and the Ducey and the Hein, the VSOP, the yeah. standard Hein, yeah. the standard yeah. Hein yeah. VSOP. Yeah. We didn't love the that taller one. bottle. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, squ- the and the, that in the Hein's rare defense, good. that bottle, which is why they make two VSOPs, the Hein Rare VSOP, that's meant to be sipping. In their defense, they actively say that is meant to be a mixing cognac. It's mm-hmm. not really designed to be a sipping spirit. Right, right. So, boys, we're coming to the end of our evening here with the Camu XO and the Camu. Camu. How do you pronounce it? Camu. 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 Camu XO and the Cohiba Pyramides Extra. Any final thoughts here before we move into our ratings? That's an incredible night. Yeah, I agree. It's that simple. All right, let's do the uh, the rating on the XO. Bam, bam, you're up. I need to sip first. Hold on. Do it in the mic so everybody can hear it. That's a legitimate sip. I just disgusted Puma. Are you drinking a fountain soda from Sonic? Or you? What are you doing? You know, I need to. You know, I need to be dramatic with this thing. Okay. You know, it 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 truly is a sophisticated experience. This Camu. The vanilla notes on the nose and how it paired with the cigar, regardless of the price, I wish we would have done this during the holidays because this is a great post-Thanksgiving drink, yeah, great Christmas Eve drink, New Year's Eve. It is truly a home run. I got to give it a 10. All right. It has to be a 10. Grinder. I'm giving it a 9. I thought it was delicious. Um, I don't know why 9 versus a 10, probably because I, I think a 10 is really 
hard hard one to pin down. You're a tough customer. Um, but I it was <laughs> I it was delicious from the first sip. I think when when I took that first sip, I kind of looked around the room and was kind of making those like damn like you know the 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 stinky face, but in a good way. That was like good. Um, yeah, I'd say every all those notes that you guys have been reflecting on are are very valid. I was pleasantly surprised with the port um, flavor, but it was so it was so it's subtle, subtle, and soft that it really you know when you mentioned it, I was like, wow, you know, it's it's there, but I like it, and I thought that that kind of nuance and uh, surprise was was really delicious. And to your point, it's a cozy, warm drink, it, very cozy. So I think you know, in a warm setting with warm lighting, with with good friends, this is it's hard to beat. It's incredible. Pagoda. The I'd rate it a nine as well. I think I really enjoyed it. Um, what I really enjoyed was, once again, bringing uh, the glass to my nose and just smelling it very, very, it's an excellent, excellent aroma. Um, um, I was uh, taking a puff of the cigar and just getting a bit of the aroma of uh, the cognac. It was fantastic. Um, uh, no harshness at all, uh, you know. Uh, wh while it was, uh, you know, somewhat of a dry finish, but still... Uh, very flavorful in the mouth. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, nine for me. I have to say, you don't get an opportunity to drink something like this very often. It It's really quite a special experience for me. Senator. So I I started debating between a nine or a 10, but I've landed in lockstep with Bam. I'm at a 10. And the reason I say that, we've all commented how smooth this is, which is what you would expect from an Exo Cognac. But what really stands out to me is this is really robust in flavor. And to be able to do that and deliver this as smoothly as they have, I also think that Camus is very, this flavor profile, which is new to me, I've never tried anything that they make. It's very defined and distinguished within the category. Like I, I now would know what a Camus Cognac tastes like. Oh, and yeah. I like the flavor profile. Yeah. You know, I think we've done some cognacs where I'm forgetting the one it was. One was super cherry forward. And I think some of us even went as far as saying like a little like cough syrup or cough medicine. And that wasn't really my, my actually, it might've been one of the Martells that we did. Like it worked, but it, it wasn't something I would pursue that aggressively. I don't think any of us have picked up a bottle of Martell since then. This I would definitely pick up. And I think as Bam said, it, it's something for an occasion that is absolutely worth enjoying. And I do think for as robust as I'm describing the flavor profile you get from it, there's complexity. You're getting multiple notes. This is not like a monotone one or even two note um, cognac. There, there's a lot here. So I'm at a 10 and I would definitely drink this again. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm also at a 10 and, and primarily because, because of the balance. There was a, there was an, an incredible. I think when, whether you're drinking a, a well mixed cocktail, or whether you're smoking a cigar, that um, for me personally, balance is key. Um, the, the the dry finish in combination with the the kind of the fruit notes up front in those that that quintessential kind of cognac flavor profile. Along with all the other flavor notes that everybody talked about, really, the dry and the sweet really made it for me. I enjoyed it, and it was and it was balanced. And I think that in a cocktail or in a spirit, 
when you kind of achieve that balance that where, where you're like, you know what, like this is, you, you, you know, if you, if you're on a seesaw and you're kind of at equilibrium with it at, in its delivery, you can't ask for much more than that. Very true. And, um, you know, there are probably cognacs that are maybe more dynamic uh, that there are, I'm sure there are that are more dynamic in their delivery or more, you know, um, indulgent or whatever there, there you There may want. or may not be. There, there may or may not be. But for me tonight, um, this presented a, a, a really balanced spirit and a really nice experience. So, I, I mean, I'm going to give it a 10. Okay. So I'm going to give it a 9. So the reason why, so the port forward thing, as we've kind of talked about a little bit, took away for me a little bit at the beginning. And I also feel like the Remy XO is a step above this for me. Really? It, the Remy XO is a step above for sure. And it, especially for me as I pair it with a cigar, even a, a cigar that's mild medium as this is, or something that's a little bit more full, I'll take the Remy over this any day. You're, if very, you give me both. you're very analytical tonight. <laughs> <laughs> tonight it, it, just tonight is he <laughs> well i don't know <laughs> the remy xo's outstanding it's incredible I mean, it's so outstanding the, but it's different it's, but yeah. it like, is different I'll but his i finish and then i want to so it is different respond. but it's more in line with my palate and that port thing that we talked about does push it down a little bit that port whatever that thing is on the front of it it just doesn't work for me as well as some of the other cognac that we've done so this is a nine for me, and that puts the formal liquor rating boys at a nine point five. Wow, excellent. excellent, excellent score. score. Oh yeah, excellent score. Oh, yeah. Senator, just, your rebuttal I, on what? No, I, said. I just want to say quickly. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not a rebuttal in that. I'm, I don't take issue with the your nine. argument, please. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. A nine is a great rating. I have score. I have no problem there, and we all have different palates. Some more refined than others. So oh, come on. That's a That's little hard. That's not nice. <laughs> the only part that I think you've missed that I do want to point out, I don't like the comparison of this directly to Remy XO in the sense that they're competing for the same thing. But it's a completely different they're, spirit, though. It tastes and drinks like a different spirit than that, th Remy. That's where I'm going. 100%. They're not competing. Like The flavor profile of each is so distinguished that to me, you're reaching for either of them at different occasions when you're looking for the notes that they deliver like there are some cognacs that drink extremely similarly in flavor profile like i i would argue that hennessy and remy seek similar profiles and i just think that remy has done it a bit better than hennessy has and so for me they're competing for space right the two of them are going head to head for the same occasion for me this is distinct enough that I'm not pulling for this at the exact same time that I'm thinking of Remy XO. And so both of them are happily attend because they serve different purposes. So for me, the my counter to what you're saying, though, is that I'm not going to stock multiple bottles of $250 XO cognac. No. You'll have, just, just cigars. Just cigars. Right. But you'll have one. <laughs> I'll have one. Or two. And that's, and that's why it is comparative for me, even though their audience or target may be different. It is comparative because when I go to the liquor store, I'm not buying both. Mm. I'm buying one. Correct. And the one I'm going to buy is the Remy over okay. this. 
I'm not saying that they're, you know, they're like your your well, point is very valid. You're looking at it from a point of view of economy. Of course. I'm not well, gonna stock five hundred and seven hundred and fifty dollars worth of, of cognac in my tower. Sure you will. You, no, 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 no. For this I'm gonna experience? have one XO. I'm gonna have one XO in my tower. Okay. It's gonna be Remy. Right. You're, you're storing your cognac in your tower? I have a I have a cognac tower. <laughs> what? <laughs> with one bottle. <laughs> we it's right a, in the middle with lights on it. It has only one shelf. <laughs> Are you actually doing that? No. Because I need an hour of atonement from you. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, boys. It's time to do our formal lizard rating on the Cohiba Pyramides Extra. Rooster, you're up. Yeah, so I, I'm. I mean, it's it's amazing how good the cigar is. I'm looking at Bam's. <laughs> <laughs> so Bam, by the way, for the listener, he has his perfect draw out. He has maybe an eighth of an inch and about three quarters of an inch of ash five, on it. Five millimeters. I cannot stop smoking the cigar. I can't. It's amazing, amazing cigar. I mean, it's for how fresh the cigar is, and knowing that the Cohibas need a lot of age, it was pretty much a shock that how good it performed very much it was so. you know there wasn't a lot of tobacco in it it was light it was the construction was impeccable so i'm uh, gonna give it a nine all right pooba uh great cigar great build great great construction great combustion um really really nice I, it, the, the flavor profile was terrific thought it previewed well i give it a nine all day i think in time it will uh it'll get it'll only get exponentially better so for me this cigar is a 10 absolutely all day every day this cigar is to me the best of cuban tobacco young with age with a medium amount of age i can't believe how much i've been enjoying this cigar I'm so happy that we enjoyed it to the level that we did tonight. I don't think you can beat this cigar with under a year of age on any Cuban cigar out there. I just don't think it can be beat. Yeah, This delivered such a sophisticated experience tonight. Absolutely 1,000% a 10 for me all day, every day. Senator. So I agree with you that it's hard to beat the experience that this delivered young. I have no dispute there. The only thing I will say is that why I'm at a nine and in lockstep with Rooster and Puba is I, I do want more from this cigar. Mm. I mean, at no point did we say this is like a firmly medium cigar, which is what all of us really pursue at a minimum. We're all cigar smokers, medium, medium full, and full. Those are usually what we pursue for, uh, depending on the time and occasion that we're looking for. And so do I now what's encouraging to me and where I can see this eventually getting a 10 is I do think with age, maybe this will build a bit and deliver a firmly medium experience. And that would be a 10, but that's the only reason for me. I never even toyed with a 10 in the sense that the flavor, uh, the, the, the body of the flavor in this cigar needs to get stronger for this to hit a height it, like it, that it, yes it, i'm sorry to interrupt it doesn't have that x factor well right now to give it a 10 i don't it know it doesn't have that. the it doesn't have that factor i don't know it, i don't it, agree it doesn't have the x factor where you're, you're where where aging comes into play and the cigar presents itself in its in in a more actually in the way it, it should be presented it previewed fantastic 
but but its full potential has is not yet realized. It, it's which is why I'm firm at a nine. It, it's just not there. I don't. I, that's why I can't. I, I couldn't give it a ten. Same. Uh, and, and the wow. things I will say as as far as why I gave it the nine, the construction, burn, and combustion were flawless. Exemplary. Outstanding. The notes you get in the cigar are notes that I pursue. Honestly, they're not even notes that I traditionally associate with Cohiba. I mean, it's just true. being very honest. Like, That's a true statement. This to me smokes. Yeah. There are more Upman like notes Upman, in this yes. than yeah. there are Cohiba they're, they're, notes. There are more Upman notes in this it. cigar is an which outlier, is, which is an why outlier. I loved it. Right. So if these were just pure, straight, traditional Cohiba notes, there's no way I would have given this a nine. That's why this is one of the only cigars in the Cohiba portfolio that I would actually pursue and want to smoke again. And I'm very excited about the potential of with some age having never had this before. I would love to see with five years what this thing smokes like. Um, And the complexity, despite it not being firmly medium, being milder, it was still very complex in the presentation of all those flavors. So for all those reasons, it's a very strong nine, a very strong recommend. I can't wait to try another one of these cigars, but I'm, I'm holding out for and hoping that it will hit more body to really just bring together this experience in a, in a more complete way, which would give it the 10. Exactly. It doesn't have, it didn't deliver the depth it, it it didn't deliver that depth that know. that 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 you really need. Well, it's it, a good it, thing it, we have it, three it other reviews in the room. Coming up, by the way. But 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 all but all those notes are there. All those notes are there. This is a three way conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, who's next? Sorry. Who's next? All right. So pagoda. All right. I've been debating between a nine and ten all throughout. Um, I think I'm going to give it a ten because, hey. and 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 there are a couple of reasons why. One of them is very simply that look at where the cigar is for me, yeah. and I think in most people's hands, it's also unusual. If, if you try and pull a cigar all the way to the end, and then you are still seeking something, then maybe um, you know, uh, from my perspective, I think uh, this is something I've really enjoyed. Uh, the other thing is this is also like I've said while my uh, you know, palate is evolving over a period of time. I've really enjoyed the cigar from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And uh, considering that that this is not within my flavor profile and it's milder to medium, and it's still something that I'm smoking right till the end. So that's an incredible without, statement, right? There. Right. Yeah. Without right? like without yeah. anything, then it is a ten for me. Yeah. And so, um, having said that, it's a ten. Yeah. Grinder. It's a nine for me for all the reasons uh, cited. For those that gave it a nine. Um, I would also say that I think I think you you guys I think it's 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 quite a, a, an accomplishment to say a Cuban cigar is a ten without any age. Um, it's dubious in my opinion, but that's my opinion. All right, bam, 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 bam. Is he's smoking more ash than cigar? Uh, almost. <laughs> Look, I need it's another, good ash though. It's good ash. Dra- hold on, I need a drag before. <laughs> Oh, your your lips are kept burnt, bro. Oh, so good. So I have to disagree with the nines in the room. There you go. Yeah, I I, I like to for from I like to experience a cigar in three ways: at the burn line, and at the draw, and on the retrohale. And this cigar delivered in all three facets in, impeccably. On the burn line, I got incredible cocoa aroma. On the retro, a lot of dessert notes, and on the draw, that 
quintessential salty Cuban note right down to the quarter of an inch cigar that I'm smoking now, regardless of the price, I have to give it a 10. I but have to give it a 10. Don't you think there is room for improvement? I, will this get better in a year? I don't know. Not a year. Both needs, Puba, Senator, and Grinder, uh, and Gizmo, I'm sorry, talk about this sign curve where this cigar could experience an up and a down as it ages. Right now, for what it is, it's an absolute 10. In two years, it could be a nine. In three years, it can go back up to a 10. Would you we like that to have any more body than it does right now? No. Because of what Puba said earlier, and I'm 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 in lockstep with him because of the way. So look, I'm I, there aren't many cigars where I can retrohale, get an incredible incredible experience on the burn line and on the draw. That's unique and rare. I can I can name twenty. Well, that we've reviewed in this podcast. I, I'm just I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm just saying. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, well, no. I mean, I'm just saying like. There's room for improvement. No, yeah, so so the maybe, thing is, we are rating maybe. the cigar for what it is today, right? Like our experience today right. for what we're smoking. Because it needs, it could, it could improve a bit. Here's, so, here's so for, for the guys, yeah, we don't and know. That we, it's reflected no in the score. Yeah. You don't yeah. know if it's going to improve in a year or two. You just it don't will. know for no, what it is we, tonight. It's, it's, it's not about whether we know. It's that we want definitely. more body. Yeah. We want a medium experience out of the cigar. And frankly, Cohiba Robustos or even Cohiba Lanceros I've smoked, I would say are medium. They they're not mild. Yeah, I mean, have you have you had an aged Cohiba? I have not. I have. I have not. I have. I have. So I have. what I, I will say is this, at its young age, competes with the best of Cohiba. No doubt. It does. Now, I've had a young Lancero, which I loved, and I've only had a young Coro in Cuba several times. They were delicious, but nothing like this. So let me just say, the formal lizard rating, boys, on this cigar is a 9.4. Fantastic. Which I think Excellent. is a very... Which is an accurate score. I think this is an appropriate score. Yeah, so the, the composite makes sense. It, it does. It, it is an accurate score because at a 9.4, it's closer to a 9 than it is a 10. Fair <laughs> enough. I think he rounded up, So we've done... Uh, we've done... I actually think at 94... It's, it's appropriate. It's, it's a fair score. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, my that's my issue with the argument of 9 or 10 in the room is that for for me and 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 for you know bam's experience you know and pagoda giving it tens like for me yes it might improve it might be interest more interesting it might be more full those things aren't interesting to me today yeah what was interesting to me today was the fact that we had a cigar that's under a year old that performed as brilliantly I would argue the cigar tonight, the way we smoked it for all seven of us, was absolutely brilliant. It was brilliant. That, that in and of itself is worthy for me as a 10. Right. Agreed. So Agreed. if you go back to, let's say, if you had a Cohiba, same same Cohiba when it was first released I have in those. 2012. I have 10 of those from 2012. Right. I'll take the one I smoked tonight <laughs> over the one from 2012. Are you going to distribute Go those to us? No. To test? So, <laughs> I think we need to rate that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Please. Yeah, we should have done an AB. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I personally think that Cohibas do need a lot of age. I mean, we, mm -hmm. I mean, we we're kind of lucky that how well the cigar was for what it was. I mean, otherwise, it would not have gotten yeah. a nine. We're, we're yeah. I think nine yeah. is a very high score for yeah. what it, it is. is. And it, to be clear, even with yeah. my nine, this is the only Cohiba that I would say is great young. The only one. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I, the Lancero Young, I think it's good. I don't think it's great. I think it needs time. The Robusto, I, I, I don't even call good. I think it just park it and let it sleep. I'm there. I, I don't even want to touch a young Cohiba Robusto. Um, the Seaglows, some of them are good young, but they're not great. This is the only truly great cigar. And for me, just wasn't spectacular in hitting literally every single thing that I personally look for mm. in a cigar for my mm. palate. So, I mean, we gave an Upman 2, a Love 14, about, a 10. I know. I was about to go so there. How, and I it's mean, totally I mean, deserving. It, 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 it so is me, oh, 100% deserving. It's a different so cigar. So how would you compare that cigar to this Cohiba tonight? No comparison. Yeah, yeah. Well, so here's what I, I would say. Know. So let me let me go through a couple things. No let me comparison. let me just pause the conversation for a second. So this is this is the third Cohiba we've done on the podcast. We did the Sigla two on episode twenty four that got an eight point zero, and we did the Lancero on episode seventy eight, which got a nine point six. So that edged this by mm. two tenths of a point. That was an incredible, and experience. that was a that twenty. Had, that had age on. Yes, it 2021. Did. It was only 2021. Yeah. So it was only About two years age. Yeah. We, we were drunk when we rated that. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. That's an incredible cigar. So then, gonna, time out. Time out. Just what? quickly on that. Are you going to tell me that that Cohiba Lancer was better than this cigar we just smoked? <sighs> no. That's all I'm saying. They were in lockstep for me. Okay. You know, I'm aligning with with Gizmo. They were in kind of locked. So in the, changing his, I am. Uh, I'm not changing my rating. I'm changing my opinion. In, in the Battle of the Pyramides, <laughs> let's go through the Battle of the Pyramides because now this is uh, one of the only uh, Pyramides we hadn't done. So the Diplomaticos number two, we did on episode 44. That was a 6.2. The Monte Cristo number two, we did on episode 28. That was good. That was an 8.4. Yeah, the Partagas Series P number two was on episode 36, was an 8.7. And the H Upman number two from 2014, nearly 10 years age now, uh, from episode 40, got a 9.8. So and again, going back Pagoda's to- Pagoda's thumb ratcheting is actually very accurate. It's over there like this. From Pagoda. Pubas, Pubas. Puba, Puba, yes. From Pagoda, you know, day one with the com you know composite lizard score, uh, the 9.4 tonight, I think is appropriate compared to an 8.7 on a P2 from Partagas and a 9.8 from H Upman number two. In I fairness, think it works out. In fairness, the composite score never lies. So right. I'm very, there I'm we very go. happy with very where the composite true. score landed. Very and, true. and, you know, I was debating between a 9 and 10. And for me, what it was is that when I go through a lot of uh, the Cubans in particular and uh, when they're milder to medium uh, bodied, a lot of them just don't fit within my flavor profile. And I can't, I don't smoke it to the knob. This is one of those few that I did smoke it all the way to the knob. Yeah. And you, you guys saw it. And I was really enjoying it. You know, the construction was flawless. Yeah. The burn, the you know, the smoke output, the draw. You, you know, you can name 100 things about it. The flavor profile. And it was very, very steady. And I really, really enjoyed it. So for me, um, you know, today I upped it to a 10. But uh, I think uh, the composite but score the, is fair. Exactly. And both you, Pagoda, and Senator, the composite score reflects accurately that Upman 2 that we had overall. It edged it. it yeah. And it should sure. edge the cigar. It should. It should. And it Big did. Time. Can I just that say, was an incredible cigar. Big time. Can Big I just incredible. say, my favorite cigars and moments that we have are when we have to debate yes. a nine <laughs> yes. versus a ten. It's a, yes. That it's means a good thing. we yeah. have I mean, had it's such incredible a spectacular night. The polarizing nature of the cigar makes it compelling. But yeah. to me, I mean, this cigar... Well, I'm sorry, it's not polarizing. Well, That's polarizing. not what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this cigar, flavor-wise, was not a ten for me. 
Okay. I think it was lacking that complexity that you would get with age. Yeah. You know, with like at it's least not seven, that, seven, it's eight. Not, it just does, it's yeah. shallow. It's not as deep. But, but the, it was, again, it, the but composite previewed, number is very great. accurate. Previewed phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, as, yeah. as well as any cigar, as well, it's the best young cigar we've ever smoked in the podcast. 100%. It's the best Cuban. young Cuban that we've ever smoked. Correct. There's no doubt about that. Correct. But Agreed. but but you know, uh, we're to, if we're talking about overall ratings, you know, but, you know where I stand. But by the way, considering that it's a nine point four, you've got to really understand that when seven people are rating a cigar, that over a nine point five is a very very oh, very good score. True. Oh, yeah. Between elite. seven people, it's an elite cigar. so the, you know this is right about there. And uh, having yeah. Yeah, having said that, exactly. it does reflect the opinion of seven people. Yeah. So. To Pagoda's point, the XO tonight getting a 9.5. Let's just briefly discuss the other XOs we've done. The Remy XO we did on episode number 42 got a flat 10.0. And the Hennessy XO we did on episode 66 got a flat 9.0. So this is right in between the two. Nice, nice. So I think that's also very appropriate as well. Well, gentlemen, what a great night! Great night, and 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 a tribute to the composite approach, which <laughs> which right. one of the consultants in the room, <laughs> I forget which one, Pagoda, Pagoda, was it? Yeah, very passionately, yeah, yeah. Pagoda. Yeah, yeah, really advanced and uh, gained alignment on. <laughs> gained alignment seems to work. He worked the room. It was very political. <laughs> yeah, the right approach. Oh yeah. yeah. How do you pronounce this thing, Camu or Camu? Camu. 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 Cousin the Shamu. Camu. 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 You know, for Camu. Christmas, we should have bought Giz hooked on Camu. phonics or something. I mean, Jesus. Hooked on lizards. Camu. All right. Correct. Camu. On right, boys. display in Orlando at SeaWorld. Camu. All right, boys. A great night tonight. The Camu XO got a 9.5, and the Cohiba Pyramides Extra. Got a 9.4. And we'll see you all next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Lounge Lizards Pod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.